Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com reporter and analyst. Uh, Justin and I, on every Sunday uh, following a game, do a rapid reactions piece. Uh, we uh, try to break down the previous game, talk about the hottest topics, uh, that sort of stuff. I'm going to ask Justin a bunch of questions here, but uh, I, I got to say thank you first to Bertolottis Rodman, our sponsor. At Bertolottis Rodman, it's about the relationships. The full-service firm specializes in business and real estate law. Uh, Tim Rodman is the guy there uh, that uh, we know well at Inside Texas. Uh, they satisfy the needs of a startup to complex negotiations to every contract needed in between. Bertolottis Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Justin, uh, first and foremost, your overall thoughts on the game yesterday. Yeah, um, yesterday was a, was a learning experience, I think, for a lot of people, not only Texas fans, but the Texas football team. It, uh, it's a learning process in the fact that when you're on the road in the beginning of conference play and you have the opportunity to stomp and absolutely put down a team and an opponent, you better do it. When you get double-digit leads and you have the ball and you have the momentum and you, and you obviously have, have, have the tempo and everything going in your way, you've got to step on their throat. And they didn't. They let this team hang around, Bobby. There has got to be a you, – you need to develop a killer instinct. It, it, you know, you, you play well against the tough teams. You've got to beat the teams you're supposed to. And in this regard, Bobby, it, that's the main takeaway for me is that I felt like Texas was the better – was the better, you know, collection of players on the field. But Texas Tech was the better team because that's a team that just – they didn't quit. And Texas had so many opportunities – where they could have put this team away. To me, that's the biggest takeaway of all, is that Texas literally let Tech hang around the rim. They let them believe that they were in it, even when they were down double digits without the ball. They let them believe they were in it. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go through the numbers and the plays and the things of that sort. But Texas, if you want to, you know, if, if they want to get to that next spot, that next level to, to grow as a program – they have to win these games. It's not like they got beat in Lubbock. They went up there and they played around too much in the second half and it wound up biting them in the butt. Yeah, uh, how much of that is uh, deja vu, right, uh, from a year ago? Uh, Texas last year uh, losing uh, several double-digit leads in the second half. Uh, so, you, you know, it's sobering, I think, is a, a good word, right? Uh, because we're looking at it and we see Texas did – Texas' defense is appreciably better than a year ago. Not as many big plays given up, right? Right. Still no disruptors, though. No big no big sacks, no big interceptions. Uh, the one big interception of the year, I mean, it fell into Jade Barron's hands. It wasn't necessarily forced. Um, you know, I, I feel like this defense, uh, they do let people hang around the rim. They get dinked and dunked on, uh, to, your, to your point. But, but – the, the bigger piece of what you're saying from an overall feel, Justin, is that they lack a killer instinct. We saw that on fourth downs. Multiple times they had – they, they connected on six of eight fourth downs. Only two of those fourth downs were not what I would call competitive plays for Texas. So they, comp they completed four of six competitive plays. The, the last one to uh, Miles Price – 
on that that final drive to get them into field goal range uh, at the end of the at the end of the game. That was that was a heck of a play by them. Uh, but at the same time, Texas with a slightly better pass rush that gets home, that that play doesn't have time to develop. Um, the Marvin Overshone gets shook at midfield on a Donovan Smith scramble. Um, you mentioned uh, it's not just that; it's also uh, they don't take advantage of uh, a two-score lead with the ball at midfield, right? Um, and furthermore, by not making it, you put the other team in position, immediate position, that you know it's going to be four-down territory the rest of the game based on the way they were playing. Um, so you're right. It's a lack of killer instinct at some level, but it it's on both sides of the ball. It's not just one. Um, and so offense didn't have a killer instinct in the second half in my opinion, until they got down. And then uh, the defense didn't have one all game, uh, except for maybe part of the second quarter. Uh, and once once that they got out of that second quarter, they were playing to hold on to the lead instead of aggressively playing to, to lengthen it. Or That's extend exactly it. what happened. Bobby, you just nailed it. They were playing to hold the lead rather than playing to win. We saw that in the offensive game plan, and we saw that in the play calling in the second half, especially in the late second half, where they felt like you couldn't run the ball, whereas for three quarters they were running it with ease. Bijan Robinson was stacking yards. They were they were easily moving the chains. And for whatever reason in that fourth quarter, the, the play calling just became very vanilla. It became very plain. And, and, and it gave Tech just enough opportunity to believe they were still in it. They gave Tech enough just to make a few stops on third down. I, I, what was it, three consecutive three and outs? You, you, in the fourth quarter on the road with a double-digit lead, you cannot do that. It, you're right. It's on both sides of the ball. But in the fourth quarter, I blame the offense because this thing could have easily been put away. This thing could have easily – shifted with one more strong drive to put this game away. You've got to tell the guys when you're going into that moment, gentlemen, this is it. Step on their throat. Squash the bug. It's it's time to it's time to kill. They didn't. Yeah, it, here's the reality of it. Um, you know, they they didn't have three straight three and outs. They had two straight and then straight. a five play drive drive and out. <clears throat> to your point, no points though in those three drives. So and no clock and, and, and no clock. And I, we, we agree. I, I do put it on the defense just as much because they're not capitalizing on their opportunities either. Justin, I, I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't sit here and tell you they had opportunities to get off. They the were field. on the field for a hundred plays, Bobby. They, they, they had a chance to get off the field on every drive that Texas tech scored on, except for the final one. Yeah. At, at some point in each drive, they had I, I, every single one. They had a chance. You don't to get convert the six fourth downs without doing some, without it taking a lack of concentration on the other team. It's hard to convert fourth downs in practice, Bobby. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on the defense as a whole? Do you think they're better still? Um, do you think that they just don't have a disruptor? Uh, do you think that they're not being put in position? To be disruptive, you think they're not being aggressive enough. What are your what's your overall take on the defense? I have my own. I want to hear yours. They don't keep guys in front of them. You've got to tackle better. I, I, I'm going to go more basics. I actually like the scheme. I like where guys, are, you know, where they're at, mix and match, and I like the the, uh, the the you know 
how PK's drawn up a lot of this stuff. The defense is playing better, Bobby. This is a better defense as a whole. Little things. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You got to keep guys in front of you. You cannot miss as many tackles. There were a ton of missed tackles, and I get it. Donovan Smith is big. No kidding, 6'5", 230. He's going to fall forward when he has to for three or four yards. Miles Price looked like Michael Crabtree. Like, you, you can't let this guy – this guy knew where the first down marker was on every single route. He knew exactly where he was at and what he needed to get. Uh, so I'm going to give Tech, Tech a little bit of credit there. But on defense, the, the defense has got to tackle better. they got to keep guys in front of them better. Here's another sobering thought. Tech didn't even run the ball that well. They really didn't. This was a dink and dunk type style of offense. It was almost like a let's get by this drive. Let's just see what we can produce on this drive. There was no identity. There was no consistency. It was three downs of let's see if we can get to first to fourth down. Okay, say our prayers. Donovan fall forward three yards. It wasn't like you got out schemed. It wasn't like Texas got outplayed. They just didn't tackle at the right time. They didn't get off the field at the right time. And, you know, God forbid, 100 plays at any defense is going to give up points when you're on the field for that long, for that amount of time. I, it, it, you know, and it goes both ways. If the offense does a little bit better with time management in the second half, the defense doesn't have to be on the field for as long as it is. But hindsight is always 2020. Overall, the tackling's got to be a little bit better. I think the defense is still better as a whole. I don't think this is an indicator of, of, of a lack of, of a good defense. I still think this is a good group. You just – this was a gut check, Bobby. This was a gut check because you let the team hang around. This wasn't like you were getting dominated or beat. You just kind of let the team hang around. You played bend, don't break. And you can do that as long as when the ball's on the other side of the field and you have the offense – you, chunk, you, you take off some of that time. You allow some of that, uh, you know, rest and recovery and things of that sort before you get to it. I don't know any defense that plays 100 plays that comes out victorious. I don't know any. It's just you're asking way too much of that group, and there were too many times where they could have just gotten off the field one or two plays, one or two yards, not to mention a handful of reviews that should have been reviewed. There was a play for, for, for Tech where they almost scored where they should have been reviewed. Jordan Whittington's catch should have been reviewed. I mean, well, I digress. This defense is better, Bobby, but they've got to tackle better. And they've got to know when they've got a team barely on life support, got to pull the plug. Yeah, the, my, my, my thoughts are a little more sobering, I, I think. Uh, Texas had 25 of that seven, 100, 25 came after fourth downs were converted. So really it would have been 75 plays if they would have gotten themselves off the field. So that's a, that's a quarter of the game. I know, but to think that I, I think there's a, a larger fundamental problem right now at Texas on defense. Um, who's stepping up and making big plays. The answer is nobody. Yeah. 
That, I mean, that you can say what you want. DeMarvion Yogershone stepped up and made a big play against UTSA, and then it gets called off by a, by a targeting, right? But who made a big play for Texas last yesterday on defense? Anybody? I maybe tweeted maybe Anthony quarter. Cook had a good game. He had he's the only one that had a real pass breakup. Hey, Anthony Cook was tremendous. And I tweeted in the fourth quarter. If there was one time Texas needed a turnover to create, it was now. Like the time was now. And it never happened. No, it never did. And that's why you know, you they they may have a good collection of talent. I'm not sure Texas has a playmaker on defense outside. Uh, right now, DeMarvin Overshone, and he's limited because he's he's not a true linebacker at this point. Um, and so I, I feel like as, as I look at it, Justin, um, Texas has a very average defense. Uh, even if they're keeping the ball in front of them, they're, they're not making they're not turning the ball over. Uh, and uh, we're looking at a, a team that's going into Big 12 conference play that you mentioned the dink and dunk of a lot of teams in the Big 12. That's what they do. I mean, that's what – you think West Virginia doesn't do that? That's yeah. an air raid. It's, a, it's the same sort of thing. You think that Mike Gundy doesn't try to dink and dunk until he can hit you over the top? That's what he's done done forever. Yeah. Um, Kansas State, you know, they're, they're trying to run the quarterback more now. So, I mean, you're going to have these teams that try to play ball control with you, okay? So you better have – an answer for that to not allow them to play ball control. So you get off the field more um, and do it in a quicker way. So they have less of a chance to, to really dictate uh, the game plan to you. Rod said it on the post game show last night. He goes, the problem right now I see is we don't dictate the, the defense does not dictate to the opposing offense. They instead allow them to say, okay, we'll give you five. He's right. You're right. Yeah, I, I know he's right. And, and what I'm saying to you is that's got to change at some point. They changed it a little bit in the second quarter, but they didn't have another another uh, idea after that when Tech answered that problem. Yeah. Uh, and so Tech finished. Uh, they only had two two times uh, they didn't score on six per second half possessions. Uh, Justin, uh, they scored 20 points, four out of six drives, two touchdowns, two field goals. Um, they also, uh, the only time both lost both possessions on, uh, fourth down, uh, conversions one very early in the second half where Texas got the ball back with 10 left. Um, you mentioned that the, the running game go to a next piece. You mentioned the Texas running game was stacking up yards in the first half. Uh, and Texas kind of went away from it in the, the third and fourth quarter. Part of that, uh, I believe is tech started saying, okay, we're going to make you beat us throwing the football. Yeah, um, We're not going to let Bijan and Roshan beat us running the football. Um, and when Xavier Worthy went out. That was it. I mean, that they said, okay, we're just going to play with one safety. Yeah. And man up everywhere else and see if Hudson Card uh, can, can figure it out with any of these receivers vis-a-vis -vis what we're doing uh, in the run game. And, you know, Casey Kane, good player. Not a one-on-one -on -one beat you guy. No. Uh, not 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 really. Jordan Whittington, you know, card. I mean, he found him once on a long ball, almost made a terrific catch. Uh, but really, he was shut down in the second half when when uh, Worthy exited. Uh, so 
I look at it, and and I think that uh, the the injury of Xavier Worthy had a, had a cascading effect uh, on the football game, and unfortunately on the Texas offense. Uh, Texas has to figure out a way uh, that to to know that that could happen during a football game and have answers ready for that, uh, because it's not like this is the first time Xavier Worthy has been hobbled. Um, he he got he got injured a year ago and was out for for periods of time, right? Um, but Longhorns, um, I thought they used Jatavian Sanders, could have probably used him more. Uh, Jatavian, by the way, missed a big block in overtime on that, on the guy that stuck, uh, Bijan in the hole. Uh, so it's not like these guys are getting better, but it's a work in progress. And one guy getting injured can't mean, uh, the, uh, sea change of, uh, an offense. And I do think that uh, unlike the defense where I don't know, I don't see a disruptor unless you start thinking Ethan Burke is ready to play. Right. I, mean, I just don't see one coming out of the woodwork. Uh, offense a little bit different. You add Worthy back into it. His x-ray is negative. You add Quinn Ewers back who definitely can open up the longer ball uh, and make that more of a priority. Uh, I think you see a, a potential solution there. Um, but you know, I am concerned that unless Texas is playing with uh, guys around the clock or at every position that can do their jobs, where are they taking the top off, for example, they're not moving the football because people are just going to load up to stop the run uh, against uh, Bijan. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's not just that. It's also, if you'll notice in the second half, where was the creativity of the play calling we saw in the first half? I thought that the, the game script was 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 fantastic. If anything, Sark has shown us in 2022, he can get this team off to a good start just with great play calling, good scheming, you know, showing a bunch of different formations. In the second half, it seemed like he wanted everyone to know that there's one play on fourth down, and it involves Rashawn Johnson and Wildcat. How many times after once that works? How many times do you think it's going to continue to work? It's not. It's a lack of cre- – it was almost like, okay, I don't have Worthy, don't have Nayor, uh, Ewers isn't playing. So the, the offense is going to be a little different with, with Card. And in the first half, it was tremendous. It, I, I thought they looked great. You know, they left some points on the field, but they looked great. That play calling in the second half, it seemed to be a little plain. It seemed to be a little – they just couldn't get that big play. Like you said, they couldn't hit that one play down the field, that vertical to, to kind of open things up. And I thought the it, it was obvious what they were doing on fourth down. And and I love Rashawn Johnson on the field. I love what he does in the Wildcat. But don't continue to do the same thing over and over again, especially when it only works one time and it barely worked at that. Those edges were playing contained, Bobby. They were forcing everything back in. That Wildcat works when Rashawn or Bijan can get outside. That's when that works. Tex shut that down after one time, but Texas kept calling it. 
So I kept going to it for some reason. I, you can't – if you need a disruptor on offense, you got one in B. John Robinson. you got a guy that, that, that rushed for 6.3 yards per carry. you got a guy that can bust things open. But in that fourth quarter, they couldn't get a push from the offensive line. They, 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 they kind of were stalled. They couldn't get anything beyond that because, like you said, that box, they kept coming down. They kept filling up. This is an offense that, when you're missing key components, can't get plain. It can't get vanilla like that and, and, and think that that's just going to be good enough. And that's what the beauty of, you know, I think Hudson Card played a great game, Bobby. I really do. I thought Card showed, you know, I hate using the word moxie because it was it was, it's, it was attached to Case McCoy and there was so much of a joke to it. But, you know, Card looked great, especially when re-injuring his foot, his ankle. I thought Card looked really good. I didn't think he was the problem at all. But you take away Worthy, you take away Nayor, Whittington starts to, to get blanketed more and more. You only hit Jatavian on a handful of, on, on a, you know, in the flat. That's an easy defense to read, Bobby. And that's exactly what Texas Tech did. It's not a great defense in Lubbock. It's a solid defense that, that played their assignments. They let Texas kind of do what they wanted to do, and they plugged the middle. You got to adjust. You've got to be able to adjust, and Texas didn't. Bobby Sark and those guys did not adjust. Yeah, I I, I can see that. I mean, there are, there are throws I know that Hudson Card wishes he had back. The, the the ball to Jordan Whittington was late on the sideline. There was a ball he threw deep uh, down the sideline to Bijan Robinson, uh, who was completely covered and blanketed. That Gunnar Helm was running. Uh, screaming free on and around the 10-yard line. Texas yeah. eventually took a, a three points instead of getting seven on that drive. Uh, look, I think Hudson Card played admirably. I don't know that he was a plus-plus uh, player. He certainly got outplayed by Donovan Smith uh, on the opposing side, um, in my opinion. Now, you can say, well, they didn't get vanilla with their play calls uh, because they were striving from behind. But, uh, you know, it, part of that, you know, we can we can talk about it all we want. Uh, the reality of it is, is Hudson Card uh, made some good plays. Those two third down conversions in the third quarter were outstanding. Unsurpri- they were surprising plays by him. He hadn't climbed the pocket, I don't think, ever. Um, and he did yeah. that on that pass to Casey Kane. And he he, he uh, ripped off a 20-yard or so run uh, yeah, to put Texas back huge. up by two scores. No, no, no doubt. That led to the only touchdown of the second half by Texas with the B. John Robinson uh, run out of a 21 personnel on uh on uh uh 40 for a 40 yard touchdown I, I feel like um as we look at what texas is trying to do on offense it's it my my concern and i think it's the concern of most texas fans justin is that we're it we're seeing the same thing happen um we're seeing a, a, a defense that has no disruptors that gets dinked and dunked down the field until they wilt. We're seeing a team lose after having a 10-point uh, lead in the second half. Not, you know, that happens in today's game. It seems to happen more to Texas of late. And, and then we're seeing an offense that doesn't produce as much, nearly as much in the second half as they do in the first. Um, those are the three overwhelming factors I think that you take away from this game is go, wait a minute, this felt an awful lot like last year. Um, let's discern, let's take those three things. Dink and dunk is still working against Texas, right? You agree with that. I don't think they have any quick answers to that. 
Would you agree to that or no? Quick answer is no. DeMarvion for a full game, I think, helps that a little bit because they can do different things, get to the quarterback. But there's still you can still dink and dunk. That's actually what you do to get pressure off your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's one. There's that. Uh, there's also the idea that Tex, Texas had a 10-point lead in the second half and, to your point, didn't put their foot on their throats. Same as last year. Yes. Thompson's going down the field uh, up 17-3 against Oklahoma State in the, at the end of the second quarter and throws a pick six. The game was over. The total momentum shifted. Texas never rebounded from that. I'm just giving you one example, right? Right. Um, even though that was in the, the second quarter, not the first – or not the second half. Uh, and then uh, the, the the last piece uh, is just, you know, wearing, getting worn down to the very end, you know, and not winning a game that that ultimately is winnable. Um, and I feel like if you're a Texas fan right now, those three things combined, uh, you know, make you think, OK, what's the end game here? You know, is this going to be how we're going? How are we? How are Texas? How is Texas? going to see the light at the other end of the tunnel. I mean, what's the answer? Yeah, I'm not sure there is an answer, Bobby. That that's something that's going to have to be some, you know, self <laughs> self-involved research right there. Uh I I think there's they're close in so many regards, but we've seen close over the years. Um uh, you know, it's Sark's second year, and and he's got a lot more going for him this year than he did last year. And I do think you see a significant change in the culture and, and the buy-in from the guys and, and, and how they're playing with each other. But I can't get past the fact you cannot give up 100 plays against a team and win. That's You're, you're literally – playing with your hands tied behind your back. You're putting your guys in the worst possible position. I'm surprised there weren't more injuries. Generally, that's what happens when guys are on the field for that long and extended period of time. Uh, I guess they could have been more like LSU and Coach Orgeron and just hit the field with, ah, I got a cramp, I got a cramp. Ah. You know, we had that a few years ago where, you know, 10 LSU players get cramps in five minutes. <laughs> but, no, seriously, it, 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 the team is better overall as a whole we're seeing the adversity and how you have to adjust from it when you lose them a, a, a nayor beginning of the year and, and a worthy you've got to adjust your, your your mindset changes a little bit you've got hudson card rather than quinn ewers for two games your game plan adjusts there's certain things you can't do Lord, you know god they love they, they tried to go vertical a handful of times it just they just weren't connecting on those plays and so you have to make sure you have to do the best with what you have and I thought over the course of the game, Texas had so many little chances where they could have just put this thing away, and we are having a completely different conversation. But the truth is, Bobby, these these problems weren't going away. These are still going to be issues whether Texas won this game or not. These are still going to be underlying factors that rear their head throughout the season. And as we've seen with the Big 12, it is a mess this year. <laughs> there are – there are a lot of teams, a lot of games. Oklahoma lost their their, their, their home opener, uh, conference opener against Kansas State. You know, Baylor and Iowa State, if you watched any of that game, that was – Iowa State had a lot of stuff go wrong, uh, especially from a, a ref, from a call standpoint, officiating standpoint, that really gave Baylor all the momentum. You have to overcome that adversity. This program is so much better than it was a year ago. 
I just don't know how much better. And I know that they're in the stage right now trying to figure that stuff out. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, sitting here thinking to myself, you know, you know, what is how did they get to the light at the end of the tunnel? The only way is if, if for players to step up and make plays. Especially um, on defense. Yeah, Absolutely. especially on defense. And, and um, you know, get get the Jatavian Sanders more involved, I think, on offense would have helped in the second half. Um, I, I think that that whenever, whenever Xavier Worthy went down, um, if, if they would have been able to get Sanders more involved in the, in the passing game, I think that would have helped Hudson Card uh, quite a bit, uh, especially in a controlled passing setting. Yeah. Uh, Sark needs – needs a uh, script for not scoring seven points in, in 30 seconds. You know, he, he needs you a nailed, of, You just nailed it, Bobby. Yeah, he, he needs that to the, the, the hunt and peck type, type of thing as opposed to, to going all for it. The one thing I, that strikes me about Hudson Card and, and why you need that with him at quarterback, the only long pass he completed all day was to Xavier Worthy. To Worthy. That was a yeah, great that was, that was a nice move, nice move by by Card to evade the rush. Here's the problem with that. That was off schedule. It was an off platform throw. It and wasn't it was in the pocket. Yeah. It was also off schedule. I mean Worthy had stopped on the route. That's so it was off schedule. So Worthy does. <laughs> yeah, well easy. He stopped on the route because he was he was going to run out of bounds otherwise. Um and I'm not, I'm not, this isn't to uh, take away from Hudson Card or Xavier Worthy on that play because they ended up, it scored a touchdown. My point is, there's no, Hudson Card is just not a guy that after 20 yards you really think much about as a thrower. Um, and I think, you know, I, I feel like given that scenario, when he's the quarterback, Steve Sarkeesian has to have some of this dink and dunk, hunt and peck. Uh, to his offense uh, a little bit more as well. And that's why I mentioned the importance of JT Sanders in doing so. Um, and so I don't, I don't know that Texas went, went to that. Well, they instead tried to ride Bijan even in an eight, nine man box at times. And that did not ultimately work out. Um, Justin, uh, last question uh, here. And I want to, I want to say this and try to, to get it right uh, for everybody around there. Uh what I'm looking at right now uh, for, for Texas, they're two and two West Virginia comes to town next week. It's a six 30 kick in DKR uh, West Virginia had a good game last week. JT Daniels uh, seems to be picking up that offense pretty quick. He's got starting experience. Not only at, not only does he have starting experience at, at a uh, USC, he also has it at Georgia and now he has it at West Virginia. So he's going to be the more experienced quarterback. Um. They have a decent defense. They're not going to just be a sieve. Uh, what, what does Texas need to do to win that game? They have got to, one, go back to their identity on offense. Find something that works, not just like you said, uh, a three or four play drive that, that turns into a big play. They need to chomp yards. They need to control the tempo. And, and, and you know, And I know Sark wants to go fast. I know he likes that fast pace. Sometimes that does not allow your defense. That's not good for your defense sometimes. It just – and I know that's a part of the game and that's a part of what their identity is. It's not always good. For, for them to beat West Virginia, the, the, the offense has to stay on the field a little bit longer. If they get a lead, they have to keep a lead, and they have to learn how to play to keep a lead. Not so much 
you know, uh, I don't want to say turtle Tom, but there was a little bit of that in the fourth quarter. You, you can't be that. You can't, you know, take your foot off the gas when, when you're in that regard. On defense, Bobby, JT Daniels can throw the football. This is a guy that's going to throw on Sundays. He throws a great ball. West Virginia is not a team that's going to beat you with talent up and down the field, but they're well coached. Neil Brown does a good job. They're going to come in with every expectation of winning that game. They need to find that disruptor on defense. They've got to find a guy like a Baron Sorrell. Where was Sorrell yesterday? This is a guy that you really needed. You needed somebody to, to, to be able to, to come off that edge and, and to be able to blister the quarterback. And, and I thought you, the emotional toll was, was built up a little bit more with Overshone in the second half, but it didn't matter. They have got to find a guy that's going to get that quarterback. And I'm not talking about over-pursuing. I saw a bunch of guys bending the arc and, and, and taking themselves out of plays, especially uh, I know Ovi had a few plays where he just literally took himself out. You've got to have one guy that sort of solidifies where they're at on defense and what they're doing. This is a decent defense, Bobby. This is not a bad defense. This is still a solid defense with, with some really good components. Find exactly what you need to do to beat a West Virginia team because they're going to dink and dunk. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes. They're probably not going to make a lot of big plays either. Figure out a way on third downs to get to the quarterback. No, at, at, no, at whatever cost. Figure out a way on third downs because just two or three of those times on Saturday, and we're talking about a Texas win. It really is that close. I know there's so many things we can find wrong, but there's some things we can also see that are that are on the right path. They get a few stops, Bobby. This game is over. It's not. A, it's not a game that they absolutely got their butt kicked. It's a game they got essentially out coached and out uh, uh, adjusted in the second half. Don't let that happen against West Virginia. Be prepared for playing with a lead in the second half. And then you might get a few guys back. You know, if you get a Quinn Ewers back, that's going to make a difference because that's a guy that can change what that defense wants to do. And ultimately, I think that's why Sark chose, chose Quinn Ewers, Bobby, because it makes the defense do things they're not used to. It makes defenses pay attention to things they don't normally have to. Against Hudson Card, no defenses have to do that. Against Quinn Ewers, they're constantly on their toes looking for adjustments. Uh, Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com. Uh, thank you. Uh, also, special thanks to Tim Rodman at Bertolottis Rodman. At Bertolottis Rodman, it's about the relationships. The full-service law firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup to complex negotiations to every contract needed in between. Bertolottis Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Uh, thanks to Tim for supporting on Texas football and inside Texas as well. Uh, Justin Wells, thank you again. Uh, hopefully we we talk next Sunday uh, about a better result, about a defense that steps up, and about an offense that actually does uh, put their foot on the throat of the West Virginia Mountaineers. And But until we see it, prove it, and let's just not talk about it. Uh, for Justin, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. <laughs>